Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Welcome to Being Green. Four of the world's leading biodiversity experts have warned that we need to stop destroying nature or face deadlier and more frequent pandemics that inflict even worse economic damage. They say human activities such as deforestation, intensive farming and exploitation of wild species have created what they describe as a perfect storm for diseases to spread. Their strongly worded article was published last week by the Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services. Well, I'm joined online now by one of the scientists, Professor Joseph Setele of the Department of Community Ecology at the Helmholtz Center for Environmental Research in Halle in Germany. Professor, for you, it's very, very clear. There's only one species to blame for the COVID-19 pandemic, and that is us, humans. Yes, it's right. In the end, it's us. Of course, it's the virus, if you call it a species, which is causing the problem, but it's us modifying these viruses in such a way that really affects us in the way it does. Part of the problem is to do with the fact that these human activities bring more people into contact and conflict with animals, which are the source for about 70%, I think, of emerging human diseases. Is there a way to stop this? Yeah, we have different ways to approach this. And, of course, uh, that's reducing the confrontation with nature is an important one. That means if we are at the border to forests, for example, we have to avoid destroying too much of it in order to create conditions for only a few species which can become dominant, which are kind of generalist, because if you have, let's say, larger assemblages of uh, few species, the risks of viruses to transfer to humans is much higher. The same is the case, for example, if you talk about in agriculture, we refer mainly to livestock and how livestock is run. That means if you have high density of, of animals, you also can create conditions where this virus is more easily transmitted. So it's, it's all about keeping diverse environments and preventing high densities of uh, species that potentially can transmit the virus. But long-term, is this actually possible to reconcile the need for economic growth with a greater protection of the environment and keeping people further apart from animals? Well, it's not only the issue of keeping people apart. Of course, we are living with nature or in nature. It's a matter of the density, as I said before, also the matter of intensity of interaction. But also economic development and growth doesn't necessarily contradict this aim. It just depends on how you develop these elements. One component, of course, is uh, our nutrition or, let's say, uh, eating behavior. So how, which kind of uh, food we use, for example, if it's more vegetable-driven, if it's more meat-driven, and in any areas you can simply avoid, the, let's say, use of land by eating less meat, which is different different cultures, of course. But by and large, I think we are consuming too much meat and we need too much area, and we also produce too many, let's say, let's say meat-based uh, food which then creates these conditions of high densities, for example, in our farms. You mentioned in your report that you believe we currently have a sort of window of opportunity to avoid creating conditions for a future crisis of this kind. You say it can't be business as usual. What do you think needs to be done? Well, it's, it's a big bunch of things, but we have this opportunity because we are now, let's say, intending or actually doing it uh, to, let's say, get the business back to work and having some kind of, let's say, subsidies or, or supports, financial supports, which you can then direct in, in, in certain ways which are more sustainable or more better for our, for our environment. For example, if you look at uh, how you run industries, car industries, for example, and how much, let's say, conditions you put there in terms of 
producing less CO2 and avoiding more climate change because climate change is one of the things linked to the uh, loss of biodiversity. So having kind of frame conditions where you put a lot of money inside new businesses or old businesses, uh, there is a chance where you really divert developments in a, let's say, greener direction, which, for example, we also intend to do in the context of the European Green Deal, which is also moving in this direction. I think we have to avoid that now we just go back to the things we've done before because it doesn't lead us into this kind of, let's say, brighter future. But the temptation for governments as we come out of this crisis, which has had a negative impact on economies around the world, will be to do everything to help reboot industries, which means potentially ignoring environmental concerns. I think in the end it's, it's, it will be both. Of course, you have this kind of emergency things that have to be done right away to keep people working and in business. But you also have the longer-term plans where you, let's say, get people back into better economic conditions where you really can combine these things. So you can develop, for example, cars or fun cars which have better CO2 balances, for example. So you can really improve this in a direction when we have the things we have done before. Your warning in the report is dire. You basically are saying that if we don't get this right, human society, the way that we live today, is in jeopardy from the decline in the Earth's natural life support system. This is not something that we should be taking lightly. Yes, it's something we have to really be taking very seriously. And I think pandemic is just one example of how we, let's say, end up if we don't take care about nature in appropriate ways. There are many other examples. I think also food supply, for example, is an important one. And also the natural resources we have for future developments, for future innovations, the natural medicines we might use, all these kind of things. Uh, let's say we reduce our opportunities for the future and the risk the systems on which we depend. As one expert put it, we need to choose actions that protect nature so that nature can help to protect us. That was Professor Josef Setelje, a biodiversity scientist and one of the authors of the report. And that's it for this week from me, Glynis Crook. Till next time, goodbye. Yeah.